turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to the Reaching for Real Life podcast. And welcome to the Reaching for Real Life podcast. Yay! Pastor Sean Azaro, we have a studio audience. Well, that's right. I have three grandchildren, Rylan Renly and Judah Shepard, happen to be here in the studio because their mom is late picking them up. (laughs) Exactly. So welcome to the show. One more time for the studio audience. Good job, guys. But Judah is intentionally doing like two little claps. Yeah. And a minute ago, he goes, I am not going to clap. Well, that's because he's got a big old Slurpee in between his uh, paws there, you know? <laughs> I take him to QT a- just to... <laughs> I'm that grandpa. You, you juice him up. You can get him all sugared up, huh? That's nice. Mom's going to pick him up in a few and... and they'll be go- bouncing off the van. <laughs> Perfect timing. Inside walls of the van, yeah. <laughs> There it is. I'm sorry. Did you point to her? No, I didn't point to the, her. The rules were very simple. <laughs> uh, Pastor, I have a feeling that you might have hung out with these guys at Thanksgiving. Was it a nice time? There, oh, sir? yeah. We had a great time. We had a great time. Uh, guys, did you have a good time? Yay! They got to see baby cousins. They got to uh, oh, eat right. together with all the family. Got to, uh, We had a blast. Yeah, had a great time. That's very sweet. Well, uh, guess what? Tomorrow's December 1st, 1st here, and uh, what's what's going on in the church there? I imagine there's going to be a production of some sort going on. Oh, we have all kinds of stuff. Uh, we, for, for the church, Christmas Eve is our big kind of oh, thing yeah. that we do. It's carols and candlelight. How many years have you been doing the candles and candlelight? Uh, carols, carols and, and candlelight. candlelight. Carols before candlelight, Baron. I mean, I can't believe you don't know that. No, we've been doing that. Shoot, man. Almost. I mean, we started 20 out years? 20 years. Yeah, probably 20 years. Yeah. You know, it's always different. It's always different, but we always have the candle lighting. And we really do intentionally try to have it be not some big extravagant production. We try to have it be a, a simple, excellent, but a simple family celebration before you head off for the holidays. Now, last time I checked the uh, the manger scene, uh, the worth wasn't that big of a production. No, no, that's right. They they did not get the uh, producer or director they wanted, so they went with something very simple. Yeah, cave. <laughs> cave. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Well, what's going on though with, with the kids here? You know, the grandkids, are they performing? Usually you've uh, got to have the kids play somewhere. No, no well, one, our, my granddaughters are doing, they have their ballet recital in the amphitheater. Oh, cool. It's his local school, Mary Lou's uh, dance studio, and but they have so many kids, so many classes, that when they bring all the parents, it'll be a couple thousand people here. Wow. And so they, they have it here at the amphitheater. That's awesome. Our school, River City Believers Academy, next Tuesday, yeah. which is the 7th of December, uh, right here uh, is River City Believers Academy's Christmas program, and the yeah. kids will all be involved in that. They all go to our school. So, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's going to be a blast. That's cool. Well, again, uh, Christmas Eve, though, is the candles and candlelight. <laughs> candles and carol light is what I think you meant to say. <laughs> It's carols and candlelight. You, this is the worst promotional spot ever. Carols and candlelight will have service at 7 p.m. on the 23rd and then 4 and 5.30 on the 24th. That's what I wanted to hear. Have you ever done a Christmas record? I did years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Literally in my office. 
we did some like recording maybe in a uh, spare bedroom. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it, we did it years ago, and what, it actually was pretty cool. What's your go to Christmas carol? Oh man, how do you choose? I, know. I mean, Silent Night is every year. That's a non-negotiable. I love uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I yeah. love O Holy Night. How that's, do you not love that? That's my favorite. The Fall I mean, on Your Knees part gets me. Oh, excited. yeah. Yeah. You know, hit me with the uh, Fall on Your Knees right now. <clears throat> oh. <No. laughs> I'm not going to just say, oh. I got a cold. I'm not going to say. All right. I got, oh, <laughs> some, a cold. Wait a minute. Aren't those coronaviruses? <laughs> oh, okay. No. I have some type of coronavirus, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Come on, Sean, one time, just one time. Fall on your knees, oh, hear the angels' voices, oh, no. <laughs> A little rolling R you had in there, too. Well, yeah. Man, that was great. Oh, oh man. All right. Well, again, it's going to be glorious, and again, thank you for doing this tradition. I'm, the families come and enjoy this every yeah, year. We have a good, we have a really good time, have an excellent time. All right, so we talked about music here. Uh, let's talk movies, Pastor Sean, because okay. you can't have Christmas and the family without you know teeing up a bunch of uh, great Christmas movies. My go-to is It's a Wonderful Life and Family Man. I think we share that one. Oh, we, Family Man, of course. That's a great one. I, as soon as the music starts, I start crying. Oh, it's a, it's just a great it's a great message. It's a great you know fun movie. A lot of good bits and one-liners and things like that there's so many i mean elf is i know you know i mean my gosh it's a modern day classic oh, right? it is a modern day classic uh we love you know it's a wonderful life we we love both uh the it's a wonderful life um the miracle on 34th that there's two versions there's the original with natalie wood and then there was a more recent one made uh which actually isn't that much re- that recent now yeah but it, they're both excellent so we like both of those right. uh charlie brown christmas well of course yeah Do-do-do. I mean, yeah. Oh, the breathing, the breathing on the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the best part. Good detail. Good detail. Uh, but yeah, lo- love all those. All right. Well, so uh, I don't know if you heard this, Pastor Sean, but uh, there's a big, big thing happening in the movie theaters, and it's this, uh, the Chosen. They're, they're putting out a special Christmas uh, movie, if you will. It's the birth of Jesus. Their version of it is seen through the eyes of Mary and Joseph. Oh, man. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're playing shepherds or what, but it also it says it features Phil Wickham and for King and Country, your, your boys. Well, exactly. Uh, that's going to be great. First of all, I guess we're assuming everybody knows what the Chosen series is. Okay, maybe you're listening to this and you haven't. Dallas Jenkins, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Jenkins, you know, Jerry Jenkins, the author who wrote the Left Behind series. Right. His son, Dallas Jenkins, is a television producer. And he did a crowdsourced telling of the story of Jesus, creative telling of the Gospels called The Chosen. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about it, and, you know, first season, I just got hooked. And the idea was they would give you, and and you need to understand that they're making up a fairly believable backstory on the different characters. So it begins, you you learn kind of the backstory on Nicodemus. Right. And it just really brings some things to life and gives you, it's, it's just, it's taking creative license, which by the way, Think about that. That's a dangerous thing mm-hmm. when you're talking about the scripture. Right. Right. You don't take creative license with the scripture. To take creative license with potential backstory, I think, is a different matter. And it's really well done. I actually. Which is rare to say if I hate to be that guy, but I'm a little jaded. That it's been such a long time since I've seen something that I'm like, I'll recommend that. Oh, yeah. No. Well, 
that one of the things, and, and I just respect these guys because they, they crowdsourced it. In yeah. other words, you, you, they literally made the thing that raised the money for it. Um, you know, you, you're given the opportunity when you watch it, mm-hmm. you know, to make a donation for it. They don't charge you for it, mm-hmm. but they may, they give you opportunity. Uh, we of course did. Um, and so, you know, it, it's like, <laughs> you have no idea what the quality is going to be because so often the quality on Christian productions, and please understand it's because you're competing against Hollywood mm-hmm. and without a Hollywood budget, right? You don't have Hollywood talent. You don't have Hollywood resources, and it's just very hard to compete. When I, we were in Los Angeles, we went and saw at the theater, for the first time I'd ever seen it in the theater, um, Les Miserables. Okay. And I was so moved mm-hmm. because it's such a redemptive story, all hinging on the love of a priest who totally models forgiveness for the main character, Jean Valjean, and it, how it changes his life. The mm-hmm. grace of God manifest in the life of this priest changes the life of this character and how he lives a life differently because of that mm-hmm. and i just i left that production going man why can't we do more of this and again i love the fireproof and all those shows and everything like that but they, they very much are kind of the church scene we got to present the gospel and we got to have the people get saved in this yeah which is great Except it's it's generally I think there's a way to be more leave some open ended and to be a little more nuanced and a little more creative, right? You know, so that so that it's a better story and it's a better drawing in, but that equally points the the you know points you towards the Lord, points you towards the gospel, points you towards Jesus, right. without it being you know just kind of a fairly obvious. Kind of story. Oh, the, oh, the college professor gets saved at the end because the, the debate, he lost yeah. the debate. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and hey, understand something. You Right now, some of you guys are getting mad. <laughs> I love that show. God's not dead. You know, I, you know. I wasn't talking about that. It was a, it was a Hallmark movie. Okay. <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah, but it, it really is. It, it, that's a great example. Hallmark movies. Yeah. Right? Now, I know some of you like it, but if you're really into movies and into art and into storytelling, it's like, okay, that's not the... You can see the exact same story, just told with different characters <laughs> and a little different twist. And, you know, that's fine. But too much of Christian art has been like that. And one of the amazing things about The Chosen, which is what we're talking about, yeah. is that it was different. You know, it really did an awesome job of drawing you into who these people were. Mm. Sean, right before this podcast was starting, we were talking about what we were going to do today. You were talking to the kids there, and one of your, one of your grandkids said, uh, ah, not, you know, I don't like that or whatever like that. And you commented i don't know if we can go there you kind of said well sometimes the stories that happen in the bible in these in the movies it's not what's what's not what's in the bible well that's where you have to be careful and it's a great point baron whenever you say i'm going to take and get take creative license with the word of god yeah you you now begin to skate out on thin ice because some of the chosen stories it's like okay it's dependent on one very important fact that I don't think you can assume. It assumes all your people know this is not the Bible. Right. It assumes all your people are well-versed in the Word of God and can go, wow, that's interesting. I wonder why they went that direction because that's not what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And you can't assume that. In fact, you probably can assume the opposite for most people. And so that's where in in the second season they took a few more liberties on some things, and it makes you kind of go, uh, oh. n- not for you because you know, right. and you can go, well, no, that's not 
they took a creative license there. They emphasize something different than what the scripture does, but yet there's a whole lot of people watching who they don't. Right. And I just feel so strongly about the story of Jesus. I feel so strongly about how he is portrayed. In the first season, I feel like they really, they really were, they did a very good job of creating colorful backdrops and stories of possibilities, but in the actual encounters, staying very close to what the scripture presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, in season two, I felt like they took some more liberty in embellishing. And so that's just one of those cautionary things where if, if you're if you're watching a show like that, which I recommended it to all kinds of people, it was really wonderful. You just need to be careful. Yeah. Uh, some people look at it, you know, there are, there are people who think any imagery of, of God or of Christ is idolatry, mm-hmm. right? And they look at, at movies like that, making movies that in any way take any creative licenses as you're creating another image. You know, I, I don't necessarily hold that view, mm-hmm. but I know there are those who do, and it's because they take so seriously how we understand and know God, and that is through the Word of God. That's through how he has revealed himself. So when artists take liberty, it's something to think about. And Hollywood's tried that. They've gone big. Like that Noah movie, and I think it had Steven Spielberg's name to it. And then you no, got... that's all true. Oh, exactly. But people <laughs> who don't know the word. Yeah, the big rock monsters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know, let's talk about creative. Uh, but again, if you don't know the word, you think, oh, well, is that in there? Well, that's why it's right. just a story. That's not real. Yes, exactly right. And that's the danger. And Baron, that is the danger. All of a sudden, it's just, well, it's just another story. Yeah. Just another story. All oh, these different opinions. Didn't really happen. And that, that's where you go, okay, that's a problem. Yeah. You know? And uh, so while I, I love the chosen story, I love the ch- what they did, I love, you know, the way they did so many of the things, uh, it, that's just a caution. As you, as you watch, you know, ask questions. Hey, is that what the Word of God really says? Mm-hmm. Because we're not talking about a fictitious character. We're not talking about just folk stories here. We are talking about Jesus. We are talking about the Gospels. We're talking about the actual accounts of the life of Christ. And so when you, when you deviate or you emphasize differently, you know, when Jesus was really concerned about and walking in these things, and then you add other things because, oh, that's so socially sensitive. That, that's, what our, that's what our culture wants to see Jesus be about. Yeah, I, I'm not about recreating Jesus to to please our culture. Right. You know, Jesus is who he is. And he said, I didn't come to bring peace. I can bring a sword. And he, I'm going to divide. And he did, you know, and he does today. What do you hope to see in this film, Sean? What do you hope the bottom line will be when people walk away from this film? Well, what I would love people to see and feel and, and marvel at all over again is Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, that's good. You know, just Emmanuel, God with us. And I think a producer and director as skilled as Dallas Jenkins is and a team that has really been as excellent as his team has been, I, I hope they just tell the story. And I understand when I preach, I often creative storytell, but I make sure it's obvious. Imagine if it had been like this. And it's for the purpose of creating a juxtaposition and create, making a point. Or he might have come to Jesus after this. You know, we speculate about why Nicodemus was there at night. And I think that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Because you know we're speculating. Mm-hmm. We're just putting some skin on it. Well, that's what Dallas Jenkins did with Nicodemus in that first season. So I expect some creative storytelling. I expect a little, a little bit of so- something on the shepherds on the wise men, on, you know, what Mary and Joseph went through. The innkeeper is more than just, you know, well, there was no room in the inn. 
you know, right. but we actually meet this person. So I'm fine with all that. I just want at the end of the day to know that we are talking about Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. That's what, that's what I'd love everyone to come away going. As I say every week when people leave River City Community Church, what an awesome God they serve. Mm. You know, I'd love people to leave the movie theater going, we have an amazing God. And God is still with us. Yeah. 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 Exactly right. Well, they got 300 million views in over 100 countries with this uh, with this chosen thing. They raised $1.5 million in sales in the first 12 hours. Uh, a lot of people like this. Yeah. Baron, I feel like in in the Christian world, there's a hunger for for something that represents something that speaks our language because technology, art, media, that's our language. Mm-hmm. Something that speaks our language, but that that paints the picture of Jesus. Because I will tell you, the Jesus character uh, depicted in the Chosen series is really fantastic. Yeah, and it just makes you go, man, that. That there's so many things of the Jesus I see and love in the scripture that I see and love in the way he's depicted. And again, in the second season, they start they had him doing some things that maybe we'd like Jesus to do rather than what he actually did. Right. Which again, I, I whenever you start doing that, I'm like, okay, now you're in a dangerous territory because a whole lot of people don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I knew Jesus was like that. Well, no, he's not actually like that. Yeah. You know, he's like this. So, Pastor Sean, when The Passion of the Christ came out, Mel Gibson's film uh, depicting the, the end of, of Jesus uh, there, the crucifixion, et cetera, did your church get involved with that? Were you, were you, were you on board opening night? Oh, yeah. Night? Oh, yeah. No, we were very—the uh, Passion was a, a powerful and unique experience. I mean, literally so realistic and so connected to what the Scripture teaches that— uh, you, you had to be careful; little kids couldn't go. Yeah, no, it's you know, just, yeah, because of the because of the brutality of the beating and the crucifixion. Good job, though. Oh, I thought it was an excellent job. Yeah, excellent job. And and again, creative license. You know, the idea of the enemy with this little baby walking through the Garden of Gethsemane while Jesus is praying, and some of the spiritual dynamics that they created. I believe it was all very direct and close to the scripture and the fact that the whole thing was in aramaic and yeah you know with subtitles was just and that it held you the whole time yeah it's really amazing yeah we have to get uh, jim caviezel's known to again continue to to share his faith and all this i don't know if you've seen interviews with him oh yeah powerful stuff too well he it was almost a career killer for him true uh, because once you do something like that and he did such a great job and once you are depicted as jesus of the bible you know it's kind of hard to to go and be the man, the Count of Monte Cristo again, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I dare say we need to pray for this guy who's the current guy is Jesus because people go look at him and go, ah, oh, Jesus, and I'm, I'm just a fallen guy just like right, you. Right, and, and we need to, that's where graven images and idolatry, yeah. okay? That guy isn't Jesus, you know? The, the, wanting to have a recording of that guy praying for you is messed up. Mm. And, is that and, a thing? Oh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff, you know, or wanting to have that guy particularly read the scripture to you or whatever you you just need to be careful Mm -hmm. okay that's an actor and if we can't make these delineations then we're not ready to to take something like this in right you know we need to know no the scripture is the word of god jesus is jesus he is at the right hand of the father he is ascended and he will come again one day that's jesus this is an actor depicting it with great skill and some wonderful storytelling to give backstories and context, but depicting Jesus days here, walking here on earth in the gospels. Yeah. And it's a miracle story. Yeah. 
And by the way, we're in the middle of Hanukkah right now, too. Another miracle story. Very much we're so. We're in a little week of miracles going on. Yeah, right no here. kidding. No kidding. And I think that's something that we have to, more than thinking about, oh, you know, I'm, I like this storytelling, I like that storytelling. The whole point is, do I believe in Jesus? Do I truly believe he is who he said he was, he can do what he said he could do, and that he has something that he wants for me? And the whole point is not, oh, do I tune into the latest episode? The point is, will I surrender my life and follow Jesus? Because the same invitation he makes, and that's one of the things about the first season that's so great is him calling the disciples, and you get to see their backstories, and then that moment when they come into the, the story of Jesus. Well, he's extending that call to you. Come, follow me. And how are we doing at following Jesus? Uh, how do, where do we start, Pastor Sean? Well, discipleship, as we share here all the time, discipleship is not easy, okay? Because surrendering your life to the leadership of another is never easy. But it's fairly simple. Listen for his voice and do what he says. We listen for his voice through the word of God and prayer, and then we walk in obedience. And I'm just telling you, you know, if you're sitting here listening and all of a sudden you'd recognize, hey, there's just in my life kind of a spiritual funk or a spiritual deadness. Um, Is there an area of disobedience? Because what it does is it creates this barrier. It's not like God isn't going to, God doesn't respond to you, God doesn't hear your prayers, but it's that you have literally put up a wall between you and God. And the quickest way to open that line of communication is to repent and say, Lord, I want to follow you. And if there's an area where you know you're not walking in obedience, then repent and say, I'm going to turn and follow you, Jesus, and do it. Because that's where the word of God comes to life and the power of God is made real. Pastor Sean, can you make a recommendation on where I start in the word? You said God speaks to you through the word. If I'm a new believer, where do I start? Well, I love the gospels. (laughs) Start by watching the Chosen series. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) No, for for you listening to the Lord and walking in, in the Lord and following Jesus, I recommend... I love starting in the Gospels. I mean, there's other, the book of Romans is really important. Genesis is key, important Big time. book. The the Gospels. And pick your Gospel. Many people suggest the book of John uh-huh. because it has John chapter 3, salvation. It has so many, the way John presents Jesus. It's a, it's a, it's a great book because it's not so much a detailed life story, and he doesn't even necessarily do everything chronologically. He does some of it that way, but he does it thematically. And so the book of John is a great place to start just to get to know Jesus. Yeah. Awesome, Pastor John. All right, last question there. How do I get to know Jesus? How do I get saved? Well, I mean, Baron, that is a question that people ask when the Lord begins to deal with their heart, and they begin to know, what should I do to be saved? Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sin. And I'm, when I say be baptized, uh, I'm really talking about the w- original meaning of the word, be immersed in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I do believe in water baptism. We believe in water baptism. And so after you've professed faith in Christ, the public confession of faith is water baptism. That's an important first step of obedience. But very simply, recognize you're a sinner. My way is not working. My way is not what God designed me for. He has something much better. I am going to repent, which means to turn, and I'm going to turn to him, and I'm going to you know, acknowledge my need, Lord, forgive my sins. I need you. I thank you for your life that you gave on the cross uh, for my sins. The beauty of the cross is that the, the scripture says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and that the wages of sin is death. Somebody had to pay the just and right penalty for sin. And that's what Jesus was doing on the cross. 
he paid the penalty for our sins so God could be just, but he could also be fully merciful. Justice is satisfied in Jesus. Mercy and grace is extended to us. And that's the beauty of the cross. So we accept that free gift. Lord, I accept that. But the, what, what happens then is because our sins are forgiven, he fills us with his Holy Spirit. And that's where following really begins. Mm. I, I'm immediately filled with his spirit. And I begin to now walk with him every day. It's not just forgiving the sins of the past, but it's forgiving the sins as I move forward and leading me in a different kind of life, you know, leading me in the life he created me for. And it's every day, follow Jesus. Awesome. Uh, Pastor, I don't want to wait for Christmas Eve to come to hear what's going on at River City Community Church. Are you in the middle of something uh, on Sundays? Oh, yeah. We, we, in fact, we just wrapped up Ephesians, and we're right. starting Prepare the Way. Prepare the Way. We're going to be looking at some of the stories surrounding the Christmas story and how God was asking people to prepare their hearts and their lives for Jesus Christ. And, and we're going to see how that is relevant for us and how we have ways we can prepare ourselves for him. Every Sunday, 930, 1130? 930, 1130, River City Community Church, 16765. Look out road. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Look out road. Across from Retama Park. Be there. <laughs> That's cool. And, of course, Carols and Candlelight starts on the 23rd. Yes, Thursday the 23rd at 7 p.m. And then on the 24th, Christmas Eve, uh, 4 and 5.30. And then, of course, Christmas is that Saturday. Uh, that Sunday, we're not having services here. So yeah. if you're listening, spread the word. We are not having services here. We are doing a, a live stream event or an event that we'll be streaming out. Uh, actually, it's going to be from my home, from, from living our room? living room. Oh, that's yep. cool. So it's going to be kind of from our living room to your that's living nice. room. So and, and and we're going to watch the chosen on the on your video stream. No, we're <laughs> not. No? Okay. <laughs> Wait, watch this. <laughs> no, it'll be a time, a neat time of worship and something really kind of geared towards the family in their living room. It's after Christmas, everything settled. Just a quiet kind of time of worship and then a, just a brief reflection, but just something that you and your family can enjoy and worship together on that Sunday, the 26th. That's a great idea. Well, if it's not too soon, Pastor Sean, Merry Christmas. Baron, it's not too early. Tis the season. Now, yeah. by the way, if you were doing that before Thanksgiving, okay, you're playing Christmas music, you're saying you got your lights up, so that's, that's <laughs> out of bounds. Shame on you. Okay, that's offside. But it is official. It's after Thanksgiving. Right. It's, you know, it is fine. Merry Christmas to you. And if you're listening, Merry Christmas season to you. I hope you have an amazing time. And do that. Share the joy, the love, and the peace of Christmas this entire season and see what God does if we'll just make ourselves available to him. 